Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack, episode 173, and I am particularly peppy about tonight's episode, as we have a lot to talk about. We have the Pokemon Presents recap, which I thought this entire show was going to be dedicated to until Bloomberg started publishing stuff <laughs> last night. So we're going to get started with a little Switch Pro talk, but before we do, let us give thanks to those that help. Support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG and let us do fancy production stuff like this new studio thing we're using to stream with. So thank you, Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, Chris M., Devin Tyus, Josh Borboni, and our newest Patreon producer, RJ Kern. Thank you so much for everything that you do. And helping us and helping to support us over there. So, <clears throat> pack show. Pack I'm going to try my best to make sure this show isn't two and a <laughs> half hours. Pack show, lots to talk about. So we're going to skip what we're playing. But mm. as you guys, if you're watching it live, you already see that we have Michael Kazwara back, who was in episode 108. So it's been a while. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been like a year. Yeah. Um, we had you over for Pokemon. Um, you're a freelancer. You've done freelance work for Kotaku and IGN and it was a PC gamer and the Washington Post. One time. Yeah. But yes. One. Hey, that is hey. one. You're in hey. the Washington Post. That's a big deal. <laughs> you can say it, man. <laughs> um, and uh, you were over for Sword and Shield. And we talked about the national decks and all that stuff back then and uh so yeah. we th- i thought it'd be great to have you back talk pokemon again you did a lot of the guides for like omega ruby sapphire sword and shield sun and moon and all that stuff for IGN, and that is yeah the lord's work to go <laughs> no joke <laughs> it, it kind of is a little bit yeah um so before we get into that just how you been doing man what you've been up to anything you want to point people to or, or anything that, what have you been doing lately um well, before that, can I just say, so I listen to the Nintendo Shack, not every week, I'll admit, not every week, but that is, I listen I to you. Ouch. I, I'm just going to go now. <laughs> um, but I listen Ooh. to like the, the big, the bigger episodes. And I always hear that intro, the Frederick from Fire Emblem. I just saw yeah. it for the first time and I just, whoa, I, I just, I did not expect that. So I'm encouraging people who were like me and just listen to maybe check out the live stream once in a while. There's some, there's some good stuff here. I got that drop live in person and uh, the folks that have listened to the show for a very long time, they know that I got another drop that we normally don't use anymore. But uh, when I, when I met is Kyle a bear, he's a voice of Gohan and he's Frederick mm-hmm. and fire emblem. And when I met him, um, I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, we, we do this thing called a Nintendo check and everybody asked him to do the Frederick line. And he was like, oh, you want me to pick, you know, pick a prey? And I was like, can you say pick the Nintendo Shack? And he was like, yeah. So we go to record and he goes, this is Frederick from Fire Emblem. And I forgot the line already. What? <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, I'm so sorry. I was like, you don't understand. That's the best drop. This is better. <laughs> so like for a hundred episodes, we used the one that he screwed up. 
<laughs> and then I had the the nice video done and I didn't want to, you know, to just be a joke, but I think our longtime Shaq listeners really enjoy the mm-hmm. inside joke of him just forgetting the name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess about me, um, I currently I'm writing for a site called Ven, Ven.tv. It's kind of like a new, new gaming site slash streaming extravaganza type Ooh. thing. Uh, and I'm doing a lot of mobile game coverage. So those are games too, people. They're pretty good. <laughs> don't, don't. They're say. very popular. Are you sure? I mean, I think a are lot they? of them- how huge the mobile gaming market is. I mean, even if people like us aren't really into it, it makes up a really high percentage of what people play. Oh, That's the true. gaming space is a tiny dust compared to the mobile gaming market. Yeah, Let's just, <laughs> I just, I, I, I hate Mario Kart on mobile. I hate the Mario Kart tour game with a severe passion. And I may have ruined it for me forever. Is it because of the actual game or the yeah, no it's the, just i don't think it's read. fun i don't think it's fun to play like just the steering and doing that with your finger i'm like this is not good so okay. well the nintendo games on mobile are pretty rough what a great yeah. way to start Most off of them. <laughs> <laughs> so negative. I, hate that. I hate it mike i hate everything about it <laughs> all uh, okay well you're, all, you're welcome <laughs> okay um well, that's really, really cool. We have folks in the chat that are saying that they follow Vin on Instagram and things like that. So that's cool. Oh, nice. I, I, uh, don't meet your heroes, folks. As as Michael doesn't listen to us, I also don't venture to the Vin. <laughs> so I'm going to have to try that out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm feeling punchy tonight, guys. Can you tell? I can I'm tell. in such Thank a better much. mood today than I have been. It feels like in 10 days. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, Shaq, man. It's Shaq night. We got Pokemon news. We got all this stuff. So let's let's get into it, because like I said, it's going to be a long show. So Super Switch resurfaces last night over on Bloomberg. The report reads, Nintendo plans to unveil a new Switch console with a bigger OLED display later this year. Whoa. The display yeah. is 7 inches, 720p resolution. It's from Samsung and is expected to go in production in June with a monthly target at 1 million units. The OLED panel will consume less battery, offer higher contrast, and possibly faster response time when compared to the Switch's current LCD display, says Yoshio Tamura, co-founder of display consultancy DSCC, whatever that, that means. Um, <laughs> this is this is very interesting news because we've been hearing about the Switch Pro mm-hmm. for a long time. We've been covering it for 18 months here on Check. And basically. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be this year. And even after last week when we had uh, Nate the Hate on his podcast and mm-hmm. on Reset Era say like he thinks it's this year because devs have dev kits and things like that. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, and Jeff kind of backed him up. You know, Jeff was like, yeah, I think it's this year. Jeff went a step further. He said, I think the plan is for Zelda this year too. Um, that wasn't, a, that wasn't, he didn't say he knows. I want to be clear. He just said, I think that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of backs up that plan for them to go into production in June at a million units a month. Mm-hmm. That's you know that's that's sometimes you're counting till November. It's what six months at, at leadway. Even yeah. if you're only counting to September, it's still three or four million units. I mean, that's some time to start putting these together. And uh, this switch that we've been hearing about for a long time might be on the way. So just before we even get into it, Rebecca, what do you think about a switch successor update refresh coming this year? Now, do, do you think it feels real now? 
Um, I mean, it, I think there's definitely a lot of weight to this report. Um, I, I see a lot of people saying leak. It's not a leak. It's a report, which there's a difference. Um, I... I do think that is part of Nintendo's plan. I think all along it has been to get it out at the end of this year. I think it makes sense with the Switch timing. Whether or not they're still able to meet that deadline or not, I think, is the question. Um, I think if we don't start hearing something by April, May, it <laughs> you know we might be seeing that they're not reaching that target. But I think if we start hearing something soon, and you're, if, if the production starts in, what did it say, June? In June, June yeah. I was going to say, correct me if I I'm wrong, didn't... That. Didn't the light, wasn't the light on? There was a quick turnaround yeah. for the light. Mm-hmm. It, was a huge so it shows turnaround. that they can do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I dove down, because I, I think I think this is more the Garrett Bland and I geek out part of it. I, I started, totally geeked out. <laughs> I started diving down deep, like Reset Era threads, oh. um, Reddit threads, trying mm-hmm. to get some some particulars on this. I did get a chance to talk to Jeff. Um, today about it a little bit because the magic word that has been said with this switch model is DLSS. Yes. Deep learning, super sampling. That's the thing everybody's wanting. You're going to take your, your 720p game and we're going to make it look amazing. It's going to make it look like a PS4, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean to say PS4 because I don't think it's make it look like PS5, but it might oh, be able no, to put no, it no. in console space. All right. I don't know if they're doing it or not. I don't think anybody does, so we don't have confirmation on that. Although we do have very heavily rumored that it includes DLSS. Um, so what I was able to basically, I think, come to the grip with, uh, if it uh, if it does support real DLSS from NVIDIA, they need a new sock. They need a new chip. Um, it just do you want to explain to people who are listening who might not know what that is, like just kind of a sure general sure. because I think the general population probably doesn't know what that is. So with the with the switch, we've got the Tegra, right? We have the Tegra X1, and it's been refreshed. Oftentimes, you hear the new one called the Marico, which mm-hmm. is the new switch, like your new red box switch that has like ten hour battery life. That's the Marico chip of the Tegra X family. Um, this is a chip that Nvidia makes to make it for their Shield and all that. Um, it's um, it's part of a sock, which is kind of the whole CPU, GPU thing together. It's the system. Yep. There isn't enough room on the current die of the current Tegra chip that we have. And I don't think it's the, even the right architecture. And this is that's point getting a little bit beyond me. So, Garrett, if I step over myself here, correct me. I'll let you There's know. There's not <laughs> enough room or enough efficiency in the current chip to do DLSS. It needs tensor cores and all this other fancy jargon that the, the chip we currently have doesn't have. So if this is real NVIDIA DLSS, it needs a new chip. And that's exciting for a lot of reasons, because one, it could be a much better system, right? Like it could be beyond like your new 3DS, I guess, is when you start getting into a new chipset and all that, it becomes a new, you know, better than that that little incremental. Bump. It's better than an iteration that we've seen in the past in handheld from, devices. Especially from Nintendo. Yeah, from Nintendo. Um, if we ever get DLSS in this thing, I don't really think Nintendo is going to market this this term as much. So I know we're talking about this a lot in perspective, like from the technical standpoint. I just don't see if when the Switch Pro gets announced or, or Super Switch gets released, I don't think we'll hear a word about DLSS. Just oh, performance. Yeah. For sure. So but the performance uh, is huge. The performance yeah. a leap is huge with DLSS. It is just tech that I, 
I don't know, Donnie. I don't know about it needs different architecture. Did you see that from an article or a video? Two things that I feel as much as I can. And okay. I'm Michael, if you feel like you've got some insight that uh, that I don't yeah. have, because the I'm I'm not a PC gamer, so like the more and more I dive, in, dive into this, the less confident I feel in it. Uh-huh. But I feel very confident in a couple things. If it has DLSS, it needs a new chip. Okay, and it can't be in the dock. Everything that I've seen, like yeah. for DLSS to work, it needs to be on the sock, which in the chat system on a chip. That's what the acro- the, the abbreviation means. Yes, it has to be on the sock. Like you can't have like this magical DLSS chip in the dock that does it for you. Which bring I want to talk about that because that's been the report that we've been tracking. Right, is that the dock is doing something that right. the current dock doesn't? Um, Michael, anything on any of that? <laughs> This is like a learning lesson for me, actually. Oh. <laughs> All technical jargon. Yeah, right you right guys said for the casuals, casuals plus plus Michael here, because <laughs> um, the DLSS. I think that's kind of what I meant. Like a lot of people don't really understand what that is. It's yeah. really oh. to give an upper resolution to games that don't have. A it's high inc- so it is image reconstruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can take a 720p picture, and through this machine learning AI. Mm-hmm. It will rebuild that picture in a way that is very close to what that picture looks like in 1080p or 1440p without losing performance. Yeah. Th- that is That's what exactly this DLS it. is about. And you can see it. I have it on my on my laptop and my PC. I ran Cyberpunk with it. Um, there are some amazing videos. Uh, I sent Rebecca a few earlier. There are videos of, con- of was it Death Stranding running at 300p, but with DLSS turned on, it looked like a 1080p picture. It mm-hmm. looked really close to a 1080p picture, and it was rendered at, at 300p or something like ridiculous like that. So what are the downsides to this? This sounds all just positive. So why doesn't everything just use this? So well, it's new. Uh, it's very new. It's NVIDIA uh, proprietary tech right now. And it's yep. just it's machine. It's a machine learning algorithm that they have produced and developed. The reason why the Switch Pro would have this kind of technology is because NVIDIA is is the chip. It's what's powering the Switch. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I think not everyone's using it because the next gen consoles are AMD based. They don't have this deep learning as much. Um, they're, they're starting to develop it, but, um, right in next in line for the consoles though, switch, this switch pro is probably the next in line to have it. And it's only going to be kind of better if not it sometimes DLSS, it, it does pretty good, but sometimes it doesn't reconstruction wise so Um, what we're kind of saying i guess and correct me if this is wrong is that this is a way to have upscale graphics on this new switch model that wouldn't be on such a small device that would normally be capable of that is exactly exactly like it is to put it in rebecca terms for everybody other rebecca out there (laughs) (laughs) hardware to punch above its weight it, it, it makes right. it be able to outperform its basic components. It's not necessarily about just raw GPU output or teraflops. DLS is a software-based tool that lets you go beyond. Which means we'll be able to keep the hybrid model on the Switch because it will be able to do both handheld and mm-hmm. docked. We're, mm-hmm. we're hoping. I don't want that handheld aspect to go away. I know a lot of the things that we were talking about before that a lot of the sacrifices to get those high-resolution graphics would be to make it only docked only. And I don't want mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and I think that's where, um, so getting into the other point, and the reason that we bring all this up, I should have said this first. The reason we bring all this up is they continue, the Bloomberg report continues to push that this is a 4K 
device. It is right. capable of doing 4K. So everybody's like, how is that possible? DLS is one way that that's possible. Mm-hmm. I have this second theory. There is a second thing out there. Um, NVIDIA has an AI upscaler that runs on the Shield. Yeah. The Shield TV and the Shield tablet, that's not DLSS. It's just upscale. Um, it's like their own algorithm for upscaling, and it is um, pretty effective. It really clears up a picture. You can see side-by-sides on YouTube. You can go, like, they even have a demo motor. You can slide it back and forth. So it's very easy to tell the difference. With the report, right, the data mine leak that we were talking about a couple months ago, that there is a chip in the dock that's doing this, I wanted to know, like, is it possible that that's what this is? That it's like this mm-hmm. kind of lower end version of DLSS. It's the same chip, but it has like this upscaler. All the reports are that it's DLSS. So I don't think it's likely, but I'm wondering if like something could be lost in translation here, like with the communication and like maybe that's it. Maybe it is like a much, you know, it's a better switch with the same chip and everything. But on the dock, when you dock it, it has this little extra upscaler that kind of makes things a little bit better. So what's upscaler versus DLSS? Well, the the, the dedicated cores and everything let it go beyond like I'm, the upscale I'm, I mean is conceptually minor. oh it's it's just a minor uh, is it's it the same minor. algorithm sort though of. You, kind not, of yeah kind of but not as uh, good all right not all nearly right. as good i think we're getting the weeds a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah right. we're getting in game tech territory here <laughs> uh, let's get back to the device all right so yeah. an oled display that's like the same display that the vita used, like the original vita it's so pretty okay everybody guys. loves oleds we're gonna get a very high contrast dark deep Blacks, the colors, vibrant pop, colors. Um, Shack listeners have heard me a long time say, like with, uh, like with Breath of the Wild, like there's like this sheen that's always yeah. over the picture, like this white filter grain kind of. Um, with with uh, OLED, I think that would go away. So you would see a sharper picture almost just by changing the screen out, even with even with all the same components. And then the fact that we might get um, an overclocked chip, yep. or with the OLED being um, less demanding on battery, just more efficiency to push and or DLSS, we should see a significant boost in frame rates. Frame rates and battery life is a huge thing on handheld. Who is racing? Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right oh, next to a window. My Michael's over here in Fast and the Furious <laughs> outside. Um, Basically. Yeah, a boost in performance. It could be a significant yeah. boost in performance. Like there are already really, really cool overclock demos of Switch of people that like jailbreak them and yeah. they overclock them just by a little and they get like Dark Souls at 60 frames. That's crazy. So we're not asking for like the world is ultimately what I'm trying to bring up, you know. Can we talk about how a seven inch um would be like no bezels at all on the screen? Yeah. Just big yeah. and you can see more of everything. Same yeah. exact size, and then you just stretch out the the bezels that are around the border. That's uh, that's that's I saw probably a the best today, and it looked really nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember Johnny one? retweeted. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, they did a thing of what it would look like if it just the screen was stretched to the bezel, and if they did that, if they did keep kind of the same case, but they stretched the bezel, it would enable us to keep the same Joy-Con rails and systems. So like your Joy-Con should still work and still snap into everything. We were talking about that mm-hmm. before. If like would the Joy-Con keep going? Um, guys, this is ex- this is exciting. I, I did see one price estimate early, three forty nine. Oh, that so, would not be bad. I would give you guys. Any sticker shock there? No. Three forty. I don't know if they How could keep the same right price. How much is this right now? Two ninety nine. It's two ninety nine. Yeah. 
I just don't. I, I've never seen a reiteration being a higher price. That's my. How much was the new 3ds? Well, the Series X was a. No, I'm talking about Nintendo. Just, just oh, handhelds, reiterations, stuff like I that. I, I never seen a higher price. Um, the new Nintendo 3ds was 250 or 200. I forgot, but it was it was definitely not higher than the original 3ds price. Um, yeah, the the one thing that I actually got some pushback on Twitter, which was interesting, was this 720p. Uh, yeah, resolution. Yeah, yeah. I I got a couple people are like. Wow, they're still doing 720p on 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 this handheld machine. That's not that good compared to uh, you know the 4K consoles out there. And people have to realize this is a smaller screen. Now our screens right now on Switch, it is a 720p screen um, in 6.2 inches, uh, which is pretty good. It's it's a very high pixel count. It's just now um, most games on Switch they can't really hit 720p on a lot of games like. They really can't. So if they can nail down the 720p resolution, the only thing that's going to be better is battery life and frames. And let me tell you, frames makes a like a lot more difference to that game versus resolution at 1080p or something like that on on that small screen. So I just want people to realize this is going to look really good with an OLED screen, and I'm glad they're not trying to push the pixels on it on the handheld side. I'm talking too much, so I'm going to sit back and let somebody else jump in here. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, so I, um, I had a bunch of notes written down. Yeah. <laughs> does not mesh with all the, the Listen, technical stuff. I don't right. know anything tech. I just go based off of what you guys <laughs> say. I could not, to, it, to be completely honest with you, all of this goes over my head, and I don't care all that much about it, how it looks. I just want it to be, you know, a, a if I had what to say on the the Switch Pro, I want faster load times. I want um, bigger screen but thinner, um, better battery life, and I want Breath of the Wild too. That's my wish list. Mm. What do you so, think, Michael? <laughs> yeah, so I think so. My biggest concern going into this, and it's always been the case since we first started hearing rumors about this, is the the player base. I don't want anything that will even like remotely say this is for these types of switch right. owners and this is for the other kind kind of like with the new 3ds even though there, it was really minimal it might have been just xenoblade chronicles it was like that three was games like that. <laughs> yeah. that was it but even that I, I just i don't like the idea of it's just the moment you split stuff up it gets more confusing it's i don't think it's a very successful strategy for nintendo themselves to begin yeah, with i don't think that's gonna um, happen at all so I'm cool with whatever happens. Just keep the Joy Cons. Well, mm. fix the Joy Cons. <laughs> keep everything the same, but just improve it. Let me play the same games. Let everyone play the same games, and that's that's just that's all I want. Um, I when I first saw the news and I saw 4K, I'm like, all right, this is going to be amazing. Uh, not so confident with everything that. <laughs> just transpired in the last 10 minutes um, <laughs> i don't know i because i'm trying to explain this to me a a, a simple person yes uh, something like xenoblade chronicles 2 which i particularly right. remember being yeah it's, it's rough not it's rough not performance great. man no yeah. joke. uh and that's that's doc included yeah um, what does that mean for something with this uh 
TLSA and all that. <laughs> so like, uh, there, are actually, there are actually some examples on YouTube of what Xenoblade 2 would look like with DLSS turned on. You would just get a okay. much sharper. So one of the cool things that DLSS does is um, like kind of mimics anti-aliasing. So it's like less, much less edgy. It'll smooth out the edges of a picture mm-hmm. very well. So like with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it's a very edgy game. Like, especially yeah. if you're playing it, like, it's very edgy. Like, all the grass and, like, the trees and all the foliage and everything gets real edgy to look at, um, you know, with the borders and the lines and everything. Like, so it would smooth all that out. So, like, just from the get-go, you see a smoother picture um, with, like, a slight res boost, maybe a little sharper image. Okay. See, what I remember from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is that it was very muddy. Yeah, it it, it's gonna it's gonna sharpen everything. It's gonna sharpen up, that up a bit. So that's yeah, the sharpening part. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So like, I hear that. Great. If it, you're all in, everyone else still plays Xenoblade Chronicles Two on their old switches. Beautiful. If I get a better version, mm-hmm. also beautiful. I saw Imran. Michael, I'm completely with Michael on this one. Make it look pretty, fancy, cool, shiny. I'll take it. But <laughs> just give me the good gameplay. Mm-hmm. Sure. I saw Imran. Um, he really referred to it today. I think it was on in recent era. He said, Switch Pro, not Switch 2. And he said that this is really aimed at like FPS boost, yes. frame rate boost. If they upgrade the memory, you'll get loading time boost. But it's it's not going to be a new Switch experience, right? You're not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't play the old way anymore. I don't think that's really what this is aimed at. It's you're going to play the Switch, but we're going to clean up like all these things you may not like about it. I think this is this is I think this is aimed for me and Garrett. I actually no think joke. that's yeah. that's what this is for. This is for us. They're like, oh, I just wish it ran at at not twenty frames a second. Like I wish it ran, you know, at sixty. I think a this is better. for us. Yeah, I'm not even sure this is something Rebecca even needs to upgrade to. Um, not unless there's a pretty Zelda special edition. Unless you want to just kind of play it at, as best you can. Um, but like for for us, I know like I want to play Breath of the Wild too, and it's most optimal. Yeah, most beautiful way it can. And be. I will pay to do so. Yeah, (laughs) I will will gladly give you money to do so, Michael. I I was just I was about to say, Michael, have you played Splatoon 2 like like quite a bit? Okay, you know how good that feels, right? That that's it feels like more like 60 frames, I think, on handheld and and also on console. That same feeling is going to be on a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on on switch pro and, and like that's what i would expect if that was yeah. not the case and i got a switch pro i would be severely disappointed yeah i don't know what else it's for at that point. exactly right exactly right. while if the new switch uh model lets the loading time in the beginning of splatoon 2 be completely diminished so that i can immediately jump into a game instead of waiting 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 through those long load screens yeah i think it'll be a little quicker it, it wouldn't be like drastically different unless with the loading time the storage unless they yeah. change the ram Right, right. If they, if they, I mean, we don't know. And I, I, we went pretty deep into the tech dive, and I'm sorry. I just, I got really lost into it. I wanted to try and see what I could kind of sleuth out of it. I do want to talk about the 720, you know, P screen because Jeff was going to war almost immediately. Yeah, Did you see him. He was I on saw. Twitter, I like, saw he was going to battle with. Yeah, <laughs> he was going on, and there are a lot of people upset. And I would actually say that I'm probably a part of them. I, I kind of wish it was uh, just a more vibrant screen, but right. I think the thing that's being lost in that resolution debate is the OLED. The OLED the at 720 gonna, is going to look a lot better than the it's LCD look at 720. Really nice. The same yeah. resolution is going to look a lot better. So I think, you know, if you're one of those people that play primarily handheld, the OLED screen alone is probably worth the upgrade. 
Yeah, do you see the screen sometimes on handheld that kind of looks, I I don't know, there's some spacing in between pixels, like you can count the pixels inside. Yeah, you get that little checkerboarding yeah. kind and, of effect. Yeah, OLED screen completely smooths that out. No. And oh my gosh, Rebecca's no, like never. totally not into it. Not going to lie, never, never thought yeah, about it. I know exactly what you're talking about, Jared. See the difference. Uh, but the, the, LC, the OLED, Rebecca, it's going to be so crisp. I believe you. Like when you watch the Nintendo Switch like commercials, like when it first, you remember like how crisp Skyrim looked like when they put it on the little yeah, because it was, it was fake. Quality. Yeah, that's what the OLED will look like. <laughs> the OLED okay. will look like that. It'll be very, very vibrant. Um, sure, I'm very excited. You. I'm very, if you can't tell, I'm very, very excited. Just wanted to let you know the games I'm playing on handheld right now. The newer games I'm playing: Bravely Default Two, Project Triangle Strategy. It is a battery hog like no other i'm playing 15 minutes of it 25 percent of my battery life is going out the yeah on the the original this is the original original so not the new one um but still it's like the loading times are abysmal now the battery life is scaring me a lot um i'm i'm getting i'm ready for a switch pro (laughs) give me a little bit better device Jen wrote in, okay, LED 4K, that's cool. What else are you hoping for in an updated Switch? Will I finally get Bluetooth? I hope we get Bluetooth. You would think. You're talking about Battery Hog. The Vita has Bluetooth. You're right. You're right. I think it would be a very pro feature to have. I, I agree with you. I think it's good. Even if your battery life drains, it's like, that's on you. You're the one choosing to use Bluetooth. Like, you just yeah, turn that's it off true. if you want. What do you bet, Mike? You got anything you want on an updated Switch? Well, you, the question came up. I'm over here staring at it. Like, what could be better than this? Because I, I really do love my Switch. I Maybe if it wasn't so flat, but it, that's part of the design. Go. Like it's, it's the ergonomics. It you nailed it for me. I was, that was yeah. my answer. My answer wasn't necessarily the Switch stick that I know, like the Joy-Con stick that I know everybody's going to go for. My thing is the, the Joy-Con, like the shape. Yeah. I would like mm. them to put like some groove on the back of the shape and make it a some little curvier, give yeah. you some grip to hold. I have the new Binbok Joy-Cons. We've seen the Hori Pro Pads and everything. I want a new Joy-Con that's more like that. Even if they yeah. keep the same stick, I don't care. I would like something a little more comfortable to hold. I, I totally agree. Um, update that Joy-Con. Give, get a better feel, a better grip to it than what we have right now. I would like that sure. a lot. What are you, Rebecca? Yeah, same with that. Um, I, I think I would prefer if the Joy-Con had more of the um, like the curve to it and feel for it. I think I, I would like just want the Switch itself to be a little bit thinner and sleeker um, with the bigger screen, like I said. Um, definitely better battery life. Um, yeah. I want it to stay hybrid. That's my number one. I don't want that hybrid to go away. I know, yeah. but I hear people talking about it, and it makes me nervous. I don't want that to go away. Um, Bluetooth would be fine. Um and faster load, like I just, I want faster load times. Like that, that all of that stuff matters to me more mm-hmm. than the graphics. Trust me, I'm playing Persona Five Strikers. I want faster load times too. <laughs> Trust me. Um, Hobie One K. This week's latest Switch Pro rumors does the Shack believe Nintendo's next hardware release will be the next gen console will be more of an iterative update like the 3DS was. I think it's gonna fall more in the lines of the iterative update, but I think it's more like the what the PS4 Pro was to the PS4 versus the 3DS. Like the 3DS wasn't really that much of an upgrade. Like it's really hard to even showcase the difference. I think you'll be able to showcase the difference. Mm -hmm. I think like Doom Eternal, for example, will run a lot better on the Switch Pro than it currently does on the Switch. And it runs 
really good on the Switch for the Switch, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it will run better on the Switch Pro. I think that'll be the difference. I don't think it's going to be a new Switch generation leap that people are... There are a lot of people out there that are really excited. I've seen several headlines out today. Um, you know, 4K, it's like the PS5. You're getting ahead oh, of yourself. Oh, okay. Let's, let's <laughs> Calm slow down. it down, guys. You're getting ahead of yourself. But when we- <laughs> ballpark. It, and ultimately, I think for us as Switch owners, I think the most important part is this Pro might mean that we get more ports or better mm-hmm. versions of ports of those games to make their way over. And yeah, maybe on the original platform, Mike, sorry if you're going to stick on the old one, it may, you know, be Outer Worlds over there. <laughs> like it may not be like right. super great, but on the Pro, it's at least some sort of the parody, actually, as Down of Justin says in the chat. It's ballpark. It's close. It's definitely not next-gen console. Yeah, I mean, no. it, it, it can't be because it would alienate an audience that the momentum's going way up. So, yeah, totally agree. It's just going to be an iterative update. That's going to be It's going to be a lot more than what the new 3DS was, for sure. Rebecca, give us your best prediction the exact day and month that the Switch Pro release. And oh, what its name be? Right now. I want them to call it the Super Switch so badly. I don't think they will, but... I don't um, think they will either. I, I was thinking about that today. Does the idea of a Super Switch kind of give off, like, I know why people like it, because Super NES, but it, it kind of gives off the vibes of, like, a new console, doesn't it? It's like you have the Switch, and then you have the Super Switch. I just I think, think, think they want classic, them to be in the though. same family of devices. Yeah, when I hear Super Switch, I think of Super Nintendo. And it feels I just like think the, of the next whole... Switch, like it's the Switch 2, the Super I guess Switch. so, yeah. December 10th. December tenth. Oh, interesting. I think it'll be late. You think it, what? What, what day got? is that of the week? Friday. 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 Okay. What do you got, Michael? <laughs> so I, I think the so this report and then the idea that the it's going to start going into production. You said in June or whatever the case is. I think that's very much in line with what they've done in the past with the 2DS and the XL versions that usually come out in August, September, which I know is really soon, but you know how Nintendo is? It's You, you wake up one morning and they have, oh, there's a new Paper Mario game just <laughs> out of the blue. Okay, sure. Month out. <laughs> so I'm saying, I'm going to say September 2nd, 2020. Ooh, and I might add a zero at the end of the two, just to be on the same. I'm going to stick to September 2nd, but that's my second guess, September 20th. And I think that's a Friday. I think they release things on Fridays now. I think mm-hmm. September so, yeah. 17th. I'm also going with the, the optimistic switch really? kind of approach where, yeah, I, I've, you know, you guys know, I've been talking about this for about a year. I thought that they would release this alongside Zelda um, with the switch light and like where Zelda may or may not be. Like, I'm not necessarily holding myself to that. I do mm-hmm. think they'll show them together, but like, I think it's possibly launch the system ahead of it. Um, they're like, hey, let's get the system out. Let's get people buying it. And then, you know, like Zelda comes at another time to be determined. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little early and be optimistic. I got September 17th. Oh, okay. Interesting. The second is a Thursday. Do you want to amend that, Michael? The third. Third. The third. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I, I'm thinking more along the lines with Rebecca. I don't think it's as late as December. But it's gonna. I think it's gonna be right before Black Friday, right before those holidays. I'm gonna go with November twelfth. Mm. Ooh, I had the fifth written down because I was like, "That's absolutely out before Pokemon." But yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Um, and I would call it 
I, I think they would call it the Switch Plus. I, I like that. I, I like think that. the Plus is simple, but it's an extra tag word that people will get. It's, an, it's a new thing. Yeah. Um. So uh, that's what and, I'm going with. They're not going to just be derivative and call it the Pro. Although I right. like the idea of the Switch Pro, but they're not going to do that. I think that would be a bad name for it. <laughs> the idea yeah. with the, and I don't mean to push back on your guys' predictions. I think, if anything, your predictions line up with historical Nintendo. But yeah. The reason I didn't go with that pick at first, because I was thinking if they enter production in June. Yeah. Right. That's six months out before they launch. If you're going to November, seven months, if you go to December, just feels like a really long time for them to be making millions of consoles. They're not selling. Personally, I am, I added time due to just, I, I feel like that estimate that they put out is ambitious for what this is compared to the light production. I know the turnaround for the light was very quick. But yeah. I think that considering things are a little bit different right now than they were during that's the light point. production, considering everything that's going on in the world, considering it's a bigger project than the Switch Lite, I would say for manufacturing purposes. And you, you said parts are hard to come by, Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I tacked on some time because of all of that. I think that yeah. even if they want it to come out in September, I think that it just might need more time. That's and then the point. marketing, I think, is going to be a bigger deal than the light. I mean, we're seeing it now, like with the uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox, like don't launch until you have quantities that you can sell. Um, yeah, it makes that's sense. true. It makes sense. Um, I was thinking, just to throw it out there, with the Bloomberg report now, if I'm thinking it's coming out earlier, like Michael, they could throw in, you know, like maybe this launches with like Wind Waker or, you know, Twilight that would Princess be cool. or something like that. Like maybe they announce Breath of the Wild for November or January or March or whatever, but maybe these ports that we're looking for, maybe like that's a part of it. It's like, Hey, here's this new switch and you know, here's wind waker or something else that they throw out there in like that early window, but out in front of Pokemon, of course, Rebecca, just no, Rebecca's you're wrong. Um, <laughs> last question was, what do you think the new switch will cost? Uh, I threw it out there earlier. I saw the cost estimate. I think it was from, um, wasn't from Matt Piscatella, but I, I don't remember now at the top of my head. Um, but he said three forty nine. I think it makes sense. The question, I think the better question is, does the Switch Plus, if we want to call it that, does it replace mm-hmm. the current Switch? Or do they do they have three models on the market at that point? Hmm. Do they go Switch Lite, Switch, Switch Plus, and they have three models that they're selling for the next two or three years? Yeah, so, that's interesting. I mean, they're not really having trouble getting these systems out. They're still selling, so oh, I don't they're think... Selling crazy. They have a reason. It's not like okay, this the time has passed on the original model. I don't think that's the case. So I, I do think it's going to stick around, and they'll have to advertise this new one as like, this is the the, the better the upgrade. This is the better one, you know. So I do they cut the price yeah. of the OG one then? If they're going to keep it on the shelf, you think you have to drop it at least fifty bucks? No, I don't think so. <laughs> For really? the same so reason, really. You go one ninety nine. Everything talking about Donnie against what we were saying a few weeks ago where the Switch is selling like hotcakes. Remember we were talking about with Mike Minotti, we were saying what is the point of putting out a new Switch model right now when the current Switch is still selling so well? And I think it wouldn't make sense to really push both of them at the same time. Like, who is this really for if you're if you're marketing both, if it doesn't take over the current Switch? The, my My guess was that it would replace the current model mm. they would sell out the current model and then this would just take it would have to but it's just so foolish i think to do it so soon but if they did if they did both like if they were gonna have three models i think for price parity i think they have to cut the standard switch 
They got to bring it down 50 bucks, I think. Or keep the new Switch at the same price at the very least. I think. Or, or it's I, really expensive. I think. Ninten- yeah, yeah. I think. No, no, no. I'm, no joke. I think Nintendo's cocky enough. It's like, you know what? We'll we'll sell the system out. Yeah. We'll put it at three ninety nine. Listen, A- A- Donnie are tired it. of playing at 23 frames. They'll pay whatever. Like, They'll pay whatever, man. And they're right. They're right, people, I will. People like you would do it. And then a, totally year later, a year later, they'll pull a 3DS and say, you know what? We're sorry. Like, here's 10 games for you. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. I love my Switch so much. I'm sure all four of us do. But I want it to. It's not that I want it to, like, look better. Right? I want it to play better. I want yeah. better frame rates, more stable frame rates. And like the expectation of better performance, I think is even the better way of putting it. Like, I don't want to be like, do I get this game on Switch or Xbox? Like, I want to just want to be able to buy it on Switch if I want to buy it on Switch because yeah. I want to believe that it, at the very least, it will play rock solid. Um, I don't even really care about the visuals. 720p, 1080p, who cares? As long as <laughs> just the 60 want frames. To play well. Yeah, I just want yeah. it to play smooth. Um, okay, that's it. That's, That's all of our Switch Pro we're, stuff. We're, we're done talking. with Switch Pro. <laughs> we're done with Switch Pro. I think we've we've exhausted everything that's got out of it. Rebecca, why don't you take over and lead us through Pokemon news? Yes. Yeah, sorry, I was muting because there's a big train going by. <laughs> <laughs> what wisdom on my behalf to throw it to you? <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a Pokemon Presents, which was really exciting. I um. It was very similar to the Nintendo Direct, where I was walking away really liking it, and then I realized oh, that I, loved it. I really didn't like this present. Um, I was feeling a little bit of an outlier for like. Do you feel like most people didn't like it? Yes. Everybody you shared that with me, and I felt I a lot of positivity. Apart. I was getting ripped apart in a group chat. Maybe it's the people I associate mm. with. I was getting ripped apart for liking things about it. Mm. Um, Interesting. To go over it. We it started off the first half of it. The first ten minutes of this twenty minute presentation was a montage that worked through the entire series. I don't think they missed a single thing. They went through the games, the anime, the merchandise. The it was. I really liked it, but I don't think they should have dedicated half of the presentation. It was literally half the presentation. It literally was. I think we went to this thinking there's going to be twenty minutes of Pokemon content, and there was. 10 minutes of announcements but i liked the montage i thought it was very cool i like it yeah very nostalgic and reminded me of like i think they hit everything yeah they didn't miss a single thing i didn't know over half of the stuff to be honest with you when they were talking about card readers microphone i don't know like all these extra gadgets i just did not know about whatsoever were some of them like japanese exclusive probably yeah Maybe. I don't know. There was one that it was like online play a generation before we actually had online play in the game where you put a USB dongle in your PS, your PC, <laughs> and then you could do online. It was like, what? It was I did not know this. I liked it a lot. I just, um, I wasn't expecting half of the presentation to be that. Yeah, it was kind that of crazy. Said, we got four like announcements in the second half, and I thought they were all quite good. Yep. Um, they showed us more of new Pokemon Snap, which I personally didn't think that we were going to be getting um, another trailer for that, which showed off the Lentil region. They showed the jungle, the desert, and underwater areas. Um, they showed off some more items that you can use in the game. Like mm-hmm. you can make Pokemon glow with the Lumina orbs, um, which was not an item in the first game. It makes um, 
for better pictures. It gets more points. Mm -hmm. um, you show your photos online um, along with the scores that you got for it. You can also decorate it with stickers and filters and frames and fancy things like that that I assume you unlock. So there is that online component we are wondering about um, with sharing your photos. You can get them featured on the hub world for the online or whatever. Um, that was excited. pretty cool on Snap. I'm, I'm excited. I still... Mm -hmm. I'm no, you still hesitate on it. That's interesting. Yes. I have really high hopes for this game. I waited 22 years for a new Pokemon Snap game. And Do you think you're working a shoot that maybe you just need to lower the expectations <laughs> a little? It is just Pokemon Snap. I I have high expectations, Donnie. <laughs> well, what's this high expectation? What are, what are you imagining at this point what they, they need to do in order to like really get you? I don't know. There's only they only showed like six worlds and there were only six in the original. So I was kind of hoping maybe it would be more ambitious and like more levels and areas that you could go to. And I feel like they all kind of look very similar, like besides the desert, like they all really looked like it would just the be desert was supposed to be in the first one and got scrapped. Right. I don't know. So that's kind of like a nod back to the old one, I think. Maybe. But I, I think. Mean Times are bigger and more ambitious now. Like we shouldn't be having the same number of areas that were in the N64 game. That's mm. true, but it could be the case that they they have six worlds, but there's five different branching paths in that Multiple world. Paths. So you can really kind of find secrets, dive in deeper into the the cave mm -hmm. of the forest or whatever, or the that then I'll be very happy with it. I think um, I really like about Pokemon Snap all the secrets to discover and mm -hmm. the of it so it's, if, if we have that <laughs> I'll, I'll be satisfied um, no, but what if so the replayability of the first one came from the, like the apple and the whatever other things you throw out if they just added 20 different things you can interact uh, Pokemon with is, is that enough is it enough to just add things to yeah if they had 20 because I think there were with that what were the items in the first one the apple the pester ball and the flute were the like flute three i think i think that was it um so yeah more ways to interact with the pokemon could be a good way to get around the lack of areas i guess because maybe you would have more pokemon coming out in those areas just more combinations of things yeah. that you can do yeah mm -hmm. so that's fine yeah if it's okay because that's what i'm expecting i'm expecting a lot of the same levels like i said five different branching paths i don't believe that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it'd be nice but you know realistically speaking well, um, day day and night cycles so maybe you yeah. go on a course like that would kind of double effectively the courses if you could play each one during the day and at night and maybe different pokemon come out and it's kind of different right yeah yeah i don't know do you guys have any other thoughts on that i think it looks great i really it, really do the it more does, more i yeah. saw it the first time i saw it i was like man this looks really it almost you know i think you remember back the first time i saw it i was like i don't know if the game's gonna look like that because it looks like like an animation it looks like like the Pokemon movies, you know. It looks really, mm -hmm. really like high quality, cool art. Okay, right? It's got it's a very, art very it. cool yeah. art. Bob so, probably won't get it. I'm digging the way that it looks. And uh, are you? Oh, it hurts. I, you know me though. You know my my memories with Pokemon Snap. I am not yeah. going to pay sixty bucks for this. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's fair. And I know a lot of people feel that way because of the short play time and everything. Like, and but it's so funny because. Uh, like Rebecca, I I love Pokemon Snap. So to me, the playtime is irrelevant. Right. It was a short game the first time, and I totally rented that game from Blockbuster a bunch. And uh, I plan on you know. Ooh, I might rent it from the library. I'll do that. That would be a good one to rent. 
Yeah. Because you'll totally be able to beat it very quickly. You know, you can beat the original in one sitting. What do you guys think about like the photos, like and having like a leaderboard or a place to check where you can see where all the high ranking photos? Does that maybe lessen some of the discovery, or does it make it easier? How do you kind of look at something like that? Hmm. Ooh, I, I didn't think about it that way. Um, to lessen I think the discovery. Wow. Part of my thing with the original Pokemon Snap is like I sat down and figured out all of that stuff. Yeah. Like knowing that there's just a leaderboard. Like here, here's my fifteen thousand point photo that you can go recreate. I'm like. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to see that. Like, cause I, the fun is finding it. Yeah. If you show it to me, that kind of ruins all of the yeah. fun of snap for me. I think so. it's more of an end game thing. Then if, if you got all the photos that you kind of want and then or that you thought you could get and then yeah. you go and check. Yeah. I also don't really see the point in it. Like what it, you're just trying to get, it's, it's kind of like, it's almost another social media thing. Like you're trying to get people to like, and see your photo. Yeah, it's just like a leaderboard leaderboard. Mm. I mean, that's going to just get maxed out, I think, with the, the max points. Oh, for- like in a day, Kyle the Pug will have been at 19 times <laughs> and have a full, like, binder of every great photo. Like, yeah, no, like, right. within a day, we'll know everything there is to know. Other he'll, he'll take a picture of every shiny. Uh, all the Pokemon will be shiny. <laughs> oh, will there be shiny Pokemon in it? That would be cool. That would be very cool. That was my first thought when you made, made them glow, was that you could, like, kind of, you know, make them shiny, get better points for the photos and stuff. I was about that. That sounds like a guide's nightmare. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, Joe. I don't, I don't, keep the shinies out of this one. <laughs> oh, no. I don't, I don't think they tend to be shinies in like, side games, are there? Mostly? I don't think so. Uh, unless it's like a everyone sees this one character that's a shiny. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't think so. It was like a red Gyarados. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which... I kind of want that to be in now. Now that you said that, that would be really cool. That to would see. be a nice throwback, I think. Maybe cool is like as the you know as you were talking about like a night and day cycle as things change in the environment. If you got different things like that, I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I want different forms too. Wouldn't that be cool? Day and night cycle, different Alolan forms or stuff like that. I don't know. I think there will be a Alolan. We saw Alolan Raichu surfing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Raichu is surfing. I love that. my Alolan Marowak on. It's gonna be gonna be fun. Who? I hope I. I hope I'm I- I'm ecstatic. I jumped out of my seat when it was announced, and like my excitement level is not wavered one bit. I can't believe this game is happening. I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> I'm not happy for Rebecca. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> We're gonna come to Shaq because she's like, She'll let enjoy me tell it. you how bad this game is. <laughs> She'll enjoy it. <laughs> let me tell you why you're wrong for like. Right. She's have like a video of her like snapping it over her leg. Or something. Like I just oh no, no. I, I know that I'll enjoy it no matter what, but I will be lying if I um if I didn't say I had high expectations for it. I do have um I think I'm optimistic about it because it's um Bandai making it. Um I think they'll do a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else about Snap? Can't wait. I'm going to make one more comment. I think the going back to the photo thing. Yeah. I think back in the day, it was a little difficult to, I mean, you could print out your photos, you could share them that way, but I forgot with, all about that. Isn't that, isn't <laughs> that such a cool thing from history that you could just <laughs> take your cartridge, plop it into a blockbuster, yeah, case, what whatever, happening? and print it out. Isn't that cool? Yeah. People have those, like, have bought those on auctions or whatever. They've got them set up in their home. It's, Pokemon company. They're thing. just sitting there, like, at their dry erase board. Like, these pity, these people will do <laughs> anything. They'll do anything. Partner with Walgreens and let us print our photos again. 
<laughs> Walgreens <laughs> employees gonna be like, "What is this? Just put it in the slot, dang it!" Anything else, Michael? Where are you gonna? Oh, I'll just finish the thought that I think social media is gonna be a huge part of this. Uh, You were talking about the discovery aspect of it. I would say probably stay off Twitter and all that for the first couple of days or until you feel you're satisfied. Because I think uh, sharing photos, they've put a huge, huge push on that uh, on the Switch compared to past consoles like the Wii U and and whatever the 3DS could push out barely. Um, so I think you're going to see a big push to try to share that kind of stuff. People are going to be spoiling stuff all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So I just expect a lot of photo-based feet. That sounds dumb coming from a Pokemon Snap game, but like actual sharing social. Well, media I think that's the thing is with the photo, with it having the score on the photo, it makes it different. Right, because if you just showed me your Tyranitar, I'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." I, you know, like mm. there's the photo. But with you showing the pose and it glowing and the score, then I'll know if I take my photo and it's not good enough. It's like, well, I didn't do it. Or, you know, like it, it's mm-hmm. it's that part of it. It's the score more than the photo. Like I just don't like the idea of here are all of the here are all the photos you need to take to get the highest score. I don't like that. I don't want to know that at all. Well, I don't think necessarily, because in some of the examples that we saw, I don't think you necessarily have to display your score on it when you're sharing it. I imagine that you'll be able to save a lot of the pictures that you take to your Switch camera roll or whatever it's called, the screenshots, and then you can post it to social media from there. So I think you'll be able to post so. pictures and just kind of have it be like the, the aesthetic of it. Like, look at this really artsy. Yeah. Of I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thing was just like the score because that that's a game like that is the replayability of the game. If you just throw all that out there and you see it all, then it lessens that. And I and to your point, then Rebecca, then it's like, well, I don't want to play it three times because I've already seen it. You know, like that's the thing. Like, that's the fun part of the game is what happens if I play the poker fo- when I pass the Pikachu that fell over? Who knows? I gotta yeah. I gotta play the whole level again to find out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense for sure. Um, we got a um, few announcements about Pokemon Go. They're having some anniversary events. Um, you'll be able to get Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and Mewtwo. They're appearing in raid battles all week. Um, it will continue. It says until... Wait, is that March 1st? Is that over? <laughs> I can't we don't this out of blog. It's probably wrong. <laughs> I hope you got your legendaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> in Pokemon Sword and Shield, there's going to be special max raid battles featuring type Ganymax Pikachu. That's also over. I hope you got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pokemon Masters, you can get the Galar region champion Leon and his Charizard. You still have until the 17th of March to get that one. And then if, uh, I hope you already got your cafe mix, log on to receive 2,500 golden acorns. Does anybody play that? Does anybody Does it- yeah, does anyone play Pokemon Masters? I have never heard oh. any Pokemon fan play. Well, that don't game. say that, Michael, over here. Michael, I, I actually oh, haven't Masters. ever tried. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just trying to make fun of mobile games and he ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I see some people on my timeline play Masters. I don't see anybody play Cafe Mex. Oh, okay. It was a kind of a neat little game for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little swirl. But yeah, I, I like them. all these games, even though they're a little bit older in some cases, they're still getting new content for the people that are still playing them. It's probably a lot of people playing it. So, yeah. yeah. Pokemon Quest them. 2, you cowards. Pokemon Quest 2. Didn't get any updates there. Let's get to the real news. Okay, the real news. The this real is the news. one that, okay, so I, this is one that I was getting ripped apart for, for liking. Right. Really? So let's get to this. 
Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. We all knew it was coming eventually. The you can't say this without laughing. Sinnoh remake is confirmed, and it is not part of the Let's Go series. It kind of fooled me at first because it looked like it was going it to. It looks like it, doesn't it? Uh-huh, but it doesn't have the same catching mechanics. It's our traditional, what we would expect um, from a main series Pokemon game. Um, it's developed by ILCA. Oh, yeah. that. I love computer art. Weird. So That's I what that stands for. <laughs> interesting that we're getting a main series Pokemon game that's not developed by Game Freak. I think this is yeah. the first time, right, that this has yeah. happened. They're a port studio and like a support studio. They worked on Yakuza, Nier, Dragon Quest XI, a bunch of other games. Oh, good for them. Mm-hmm. I see you have no other notes on this, so I will just be the first one to say that I really liked the art style a lot, and that Mm. is what I was getting ripped apart for. Personally, I really appreciate that it's true to the original style. It is. 3D form. Yes. People don't like the chibi, and I understand that, but I think it's pretty hypocritical that people are saying, I really want a return to form and a return to the original style, and then poop all over this. So... I'm going to back you up as I did in our private chat and as I did as it was live and I was tweeting the nostalgic feeling that I got when I saw this game. I prefer the way this game looks so much more than Sword and Shield. I do not want them to make it look like Sword and Shield. I think this looks great. Great. I love the little chibi look. I think it looks super cute and uh, I was all for it. So I was actually taken aback. When Rebecca was like, everybody hates it because I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) I think, no, I think you guys are generally right you can generally right if you disagree (laughs) no i so i don't know because i i saw the art style and i thought okay but that's just kind of me in general with all announcements i i always just see something i say okay that's how it is and then it slowly like sinks in what it is Mm -hmm. and i've been going back and forth on it if i actually like it if i don't like from top down everything looks like just as it should be, but then you just you turn the camera just a little bit, and it's like, like what did did you get stepped on? Like what is going on? This looks a little weird. I don't know. Did and you're right you that it does. On? <laughs> it does look uh, pretty pretty close to what the original games. It's very true to it. Yeah, we're uh, going with. What they were going for, because I've heard for so long people ask for this, so I'm yeah. very surprised that. Back yeah, what I was saying. Now, now people aren't. And they do look, I think, it looks very cutesy. It doesn't it look very mature at all. And I think what some valid criticism for it is, from what I've heard, and I, this is a Pokemon game that I've never beat before, the story and characters, I think, are a little bit more mature than most other Pokemon games. I know, like, the storyline with Cynthia and things like that, I think mm-hmm. it gets pretty deep. So I think people are imagining those scenes in the cutesy chibi art style, and it is kind of very juxtaposed in a right. bizarre way. Um but, but I mean, the original game just looked like the old Pokemon game, so it's not like it used to be that and they've changed it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think if you put the sprite next to the model, it does look good. <laughs> it looks yeah. great, yeah. So it might be like a good replica, but that doesn't necessarily mean it still looks good when you <laughs> upgrade yeah, it, I, I guess. probably um, not what people imagined it would be. Right. And you know what? I actually, I'm like I said, I'm going back and forth. Like tomorrow, I might think is the best thing the series has ever done. Probably not, but you never know with me. The weird thing is that when you 
see the battles. I was going to then yeah. it like switches to okay, we're back to normal, everyone. <laughs> this is all good. Yeah. And now yeah. we're going back to you know someone stomped on me. That whole thing. <laughs> it's I. I- <laughs> <laughs> I do think the um I just think of the Resident battle. Evil Village memes. Oh. <laughs> stop it. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> the um battle you uh, Michael, you mentioned the battle artwork. I think that looked very good, and I think that's mm-hmm. probably more of what people were imagining for this remake. Right. Looks kind of like a good mix between the Let's Go style and the Sword and Shield like proportions, I guess you would say. Um I think we'll be, I mean, most of the game you're battling, you're going to be seeing that for most of the game anyway. Um, so I appreciate that they made it look like that in the battle scenes instead of the Chibula. Well, the I think the only reason it's like that is because they're not going to go through all the they're, Pokemon. Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> they're not going to recreate all these, these Pokemon <laughs> yeah. sprites or whatever. Um, I, I did. I, when I, when I'm here I, for it. When I first saw this trailer and see the chibi version, I it just reminded it I actually got nostalgic for yeah. for these games. And I'm like, yes. I kind of miss this. Like I kind of miss this art style. And you know, when you go into a Pokemon battle in there, it's just the 2D pixel sprite. It's kind of the same thing here, only it's just now it's 3D. And so I, I I'm totally into this. I got swooned by it. The art style doesn't bother me as much, but I, I, I hear you, Michael. There's a lot of people that kind of expected this game to be similar to the Sword and Shield graphics. And I, I completely understand that because that's what they always did with the remakes, with Alpha Ruby and, and or is it Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and also, you know, the Gold and Silver remakes. Every time they do that, it's geared towards the kind of the graphics at the time. The present gen engine, yeah. Yeah, the present, yeah, exactly. So, and well, I think- it, for me, I think you're you're spot on. But for me, I really appreciate that they stepped out of that. Yeah, because I think this makes this game more unique. I think it makes it stand out more. And for me, as somebody who didn't like Sword and Shield as much, it makes me so much more excited to play this one than if it was the same. Right? If it was the same thing, then I I'd be like, oh, I guess. Didn't yeah. everybody complain about the graphics and art style for Sword and Shield? I kind of did, especially once we got it and started playing it. I did. So why why would people want that for the remakes? <laughs> I think it's less about the graphics, but more like the we're in a 3D space now, and you can like turn the camera and you can do all this. Yeah, um, that I which, appreciate. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, that's what I was expecting, and that's not what yeah. we're getting. And I think that's fine. I think those are two separate games. I'm not asking like please make another remake too to mm-hmm. satisfy those needs. Sure. But I just I do think that there is something there's something nice about sticking to something that is close to the original. Uh top down, no like I can't see what's behind this house still. Uh I, I, think, I think there's the top down something. part is what's got me. Yeah, yeah me really. too. <laughs> Once I started walking through the town and everything, I was like, oh, I got swooned, man. I'm totally in. Yeah, no, I got I prefer, really excited. I prefer the top down than the three D. I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. So I think maybe the thing is, is it's when they imagine a remake, it's it probably shouldn't be that close to it because why wouldn't you just play the original then? But to me, I'm looking at is you're getting all of the updated mechanics that weren't in the game for a remade game, remade part of it. Um, 
I think it's interesting that we're probably not going to get like the Dynamax thing because when we got Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, we got the Mega Evolutions that were involved in Gen 6, but we didn't see any sign of the Dynamax. What do you think about that, Michael? Okay, so this is where all my thoughts are really at. Let's hear uh, it. Go for it. The thing that scares me the most. Um, so shortly after, I think it was a day after, I was I was pretty positive on the remakes, uh, pretty happy with what I what I saw, and then somebody told me or corrected me because I thought that Game Freak was developing the remakes and the other game that's coming up soon was being developed by somebody else. And once somebody told me that that was not the case, that's when I got really scared. Because when, in the past, Game Freak has remade the previous three generations and they they took liberties to include, like you were saying, all like the mega evolutions and whatever else. And now that it's being handed off to somebody else, I think it's going to be much more of a restrictive, restrictive mm-hmm. uh, project. It's going to stay very, very faithful. And I don't think we're going to get these quality of life things that the series really needs like HM, we'll get- TMs, like those are probably going to stick and that kind of sucks. They ah. mentioned in the PR release that it's going to have like some of the things that modern, they didn't detail what they were, but they did mention, you know, it's a new game remade with the modern improvements that you've come to expect as a Pokemon player. So I think we'll have the majority of it. I don't think, you know, we're not going to have Gigantamax battles and, and, and sure. raid areas and things like that. But I think the, the trade system and things like that, I think will be there. But I, I agree with you. I think that's why it's simpler. I think the reason why it's simpler is because it's being made by another company. It's being, it's, it's you know, it's like a standalone port. And Are we considering this to be generation eight, like part of, because I feel like with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, like we were considering that to be generation six. It looks just like X and Y with mm-hmm. Fire Red and Leaf Green. We call it generation three because it looks just like Ruby and Sapphire. Um, it, this That's where I get off. I don't really care. I mean, okay. No, I mean, Michael may care a lot. I I don't care what game fits in what gen. I just want to play the okay, game. Okay, like, okay. You know. Well, well, I think it's a little bit important because the remakes in the past, they did bring in some newer Pokemon. They did, yeah. Into the mix, and I, I don't... I don't so far, I don't think that's happening here. No. Not really at all, actually. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of... I don't know. The whole thing is just a little... And it's not just quality of life updates. It's also... Like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, number one, what a ridiculous name. Number two, they have like a whole <laughs> extra chapter at the end with some new. It was kind of weird. And, oh, the like, episode. I appreciated that there was this extra push for new, like brand new content. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen here at all. And I'm just really scared that a lot of the issues. Okay, I'm going to say something potentially controversial. Say it. Go for it. Do it. The Link's Awakening remake. No, we understand. No, no, I'm with you. I'm Team Michael. We, we understand. Uh, I don't know about that. Mike. I mean, the more when I started playing it, I, you know, nostalgia. It looks great. I'm back in this world. This looks. This is awesome. And just the more and more I played, the worse yeah. it got. And I just <laughs> wish it would end so I could stop. <laughs> So I could keep some love for this game. The problem is that they took a game from 1993. And brought it over and polished it up, made it look really nice, but they kept all the problems. It all like the fast travel weirdness and just the way the dungeons are laid out. And I just, I hope that that's not going to happen for Pokemon. And I think because it's with another company, I think it will. That's a good concern. 
Mm-hmm. They're going to stay faithful to the original Pokemon Diamond and Pearl by having it take five minutes to save. I'm Oof. totally down with that. I, let me rub my gems till they're shining and pearly. I, I absolutely love that. And the mining stuff. You remember the mining stuff in, in, in this game? You uh, had to go, go in and you like tap the little screen on the DS and make sure your gems are all shiny. That was the novelty of this game is that. And hopefully they bring that back. Should I, I, want, I own Pearl, but I've only played like the first two or three gems. Should I play it before the remake? Yes. Will I be burned out on that generation before? Probably. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I said yes. <laughs> I love Diamond and Pearl. It's, it's, it's probably my second favorite. People said it's very slow paced. It is um, slow paced. I, I think maybe what Michael said, they probably will not change the quality of life things by fixing the pacing. Mm-hmm. They might be afraid to deviate from the original. Yeah, yeah, it's not them. It's not theirs. I mean, they're under direction of Pokemon Company. Obviously, oh, the platinum content. Hobie was talking about platinum. Um, I I saw somebody say that there's a character that they saw in the trailer who's only yeah. in platinum. Do you think we're gonna get all the platinum content because we historically don't get the third version content in the remake? I was gonna say, didn't they say that it was included? They didn't say it. Uh, I don't think they say the platinum content, but it's interesting because platinum, that version between Diamond and Pearl, it's actually the story's pretty different and they add a lot more elements to it versus the third gen uh, games. So I would hope they would add more of the platinum story content and get Garatina because he's, he's pretty pivotal actually in the story itself. Um, yeah, I, I hope we get that for sure. Um, I'm I'm doing a quick dive because I I know that I read something I think that alluded to it. I think eagle-eyed players have gone through Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl trailer to notice that a particular NPC that you only speak to in Platinum has been spotted. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, I thought I thought in the PR release I thought they mentioned Platinum that like it was gonna Platinum stuff was gonna be included. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'm just thinking of it. I I just I remember. I feel like I, I, I remember it vividly. I remember reading that at some point, but I'm excited guys. I, I was really, I really like this. I, I wasn't expecting to be excited for this. You remember I was saying like, I wanted coming off of sword and shield. I wanted let's go, Michael. I was like, just, I don't want let, I don't want sword and shield again. That's, that's what I didn't want. I was like, I'm pretty sure what I don't want. And <laughs> I didn't get that. So I'm really happy. The sense of scale of the towns and routes have been carefully preserved, and fans who played the original games will recognize many familiar places. They only mention Diamond and Pearl. They never say Platinum anywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, so why don't we get to the coup de grace, if you will? Yeah. yeah. Maybe this probably softened the blow for anybody who didn't like the what they saw with the remakes, because um, this, I think, is still returning to the world of Sinnoh. Um, we got Pokemon Legends Arceus. Am I saying that right? Is it Arceus? It, it's Arceus. Yes, you're I, you're correct. Okay. <laughs> Are people messing with you with that? I don't know. I heard Arceus. Arceus. Jack no, says Arceus, it's, but I don't know. It's Arceus. <laughs> people. It was with the desire to deliver an experience infused with new action and RPG elements that go beyond the framework established thus far while honoring the core gameplay of past Pokemon titles. To catch wild Pokemon, players can study the Pokemon's behaviors, sneak up on them, then throw Pokeballs. Players can also battle wild Pokemon with their ally Pokemon. By throwing the Pokeball, holding their ally Pokemon near a wild Pokemon, 
players will seamlessly enter battle. This new gameplay angle is intended to provide trainers with an immersive experience. You'll begin your journey with either Cyndaquil, Rowlet, or Oshawott. Um, and it is coming out, they say, early 2022. So mm-hmm. this is kind of like an origin story. In they the- say. No. Yeah, they say. <laughs> <laughs> they say. Quote Don't get you. attached. <laughs> All right. First, first reactions. Open world Pokemon game, guys. I feel like this is also what people have been asking for. We did it, guys. We're done. For a decade. A decade easy, if not longer. Yeah, this has been a thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Jack lost his mind. My little Pokemon trainer minds, yeah. lost his mind. And I and I started trying to point out like the issues that I had, like with the obvious issues that were in the trailer, and Jack yeah. wasn't having any of it. He's having <laughs> none of it. He didn't want to see it, he didn't want to hear it. There's gonna be issues, there's gonna be things we don't like. We'll talk about that. But I think this is very experimental and yeah. something that they're like practicing with to implement into a new game. I think they're taking the wild area that they worked on with Sword and Shield. They're taking it, they're expanding upon it, and they're seeing what can we do, what can we push, what works, what doesn't work before they put this into Generation 9. I haven't it's seen the trailer since last week, mm-hmm. but brush my memory here. Like yeah. When they seamlessly show you entering battle, do the Pokemon like auto-battle? Like Are they just kind of there fighting while you stare at them? Are you actually commanding your Pokemon? And you're, you're com- I think there is moves. Yeah, okay. it's, it's turn-based once you get into the battle. You still sure. have your four moves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm totally excited for this. Uh, I think we've been asking for this for a very, very long time, this open world. I think ever since I saw Skyrim, I was like, I want Pokemon in an open world setting just like this. And I think... I think uh, Game Freak is making this leap right now. It's like, yeah, we're going to try this out. I really like how unique the the setting is. And mm-hmm. We've never seen a Pokemon game being like this classical ancient times before. I love the premise mm-hmm. of this game where you're filling out the Ceno Pokedex and it makes sense that your starters are different as well. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but and for sure, I'm going to get it. And, and, and for sure, it's going to relate to Arceus, which I think a lot of people know it's the god Pokemon, the, the Pokemon that has made all the Pokemon and have some sort of relation in the storylines. Um, I'm still cautiously optimistic how open this is going to be. What what kind of environments are we talking about? Not just these open land Breath of the Wild trees, but what else does it have in store for us? Um, and also... Well, with the Switch Pro, I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be better, but the the performance in that trailer, it was uh, it was harder to look at than most. I think it was atrocious. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, let's let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah, because I mean, my first impression was like that looks rough, really yeah, rough. Yeah, some of the animations were like just like it's pixelated in forth, like, like it's yeah. teeter tottering. <laughs> <laughs> just like stop motion animation. Um, obviously, it looks really really rough, but at the same time, it's early. Uh, I don't for one second think it's coming out early 2022. Yeah. That game is a long way away from production. From Could from look very different part. on the Switch Pro. Yeah. Could, but <laughs> I hope it doesn't look like that on the Switch regular. <laughs> That's a scarier premise to go down. Before we talk about the bad things, I, I want to keep talking yeah. about some of the possibilities yeah. of this game. I think um, I hope. I am hoping there's a little bit more to it than just you're filling out the Pokedex and collecting it. I um, think that there needs to be a lot of exploration in this. With the, yeah. There needs to be a lot to do. I think it needs to be more than what the wild area is in Sword and Shield. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm 
bored very quickly. I think people who aren't into the collecting aspect of Pokemon will get bored very quickly because there don't seem to be any Tr- like we didn't see any other trainer battles show anything like that no. other villages so that my they- thing was i was thinking is like i want like to discover some mystery and stuff like when i'm going out there yeah. like learning more about the world and kind of building out as above and beyond just like catching the pokemon like you know like you've got this base right that you're building up like are the people there are you collecting things for them like what is that doing like more of more of kind of the society that you're in in addition to the pokemon um, was actually where I was thinking more than like wild trainer battles. I wasn't even really mm-hmm. kind of there because I was thinking everything was wild. So I didn't expect that out in the wild area we'd come across people. What do you think, Michael? Oh, um, <laughs> no, I think, I think Rebecca, you said experimental. That's how you mm-hmm. see this game. And I think that's, that's exactly what I see. It's just, it's one big experiment. I think if it's going to come out in, Early 2022, then we're in big, big trouble. But I don't think that's the case. I think this is going to get pushed back. And and I think with the right amount of work and the right amount of focus on... Uh, Rebecca, you were saying again, like more to do more trainers, more... Just more than, hey, there's a Pokemon, let's catch it. Yeah, let's I fill think- out this Dex. Oh. Uh, I, think, I think this is... Right now they're showing us, hey, this exists. Please be excited for it. And keep keep watching for updates as this game starts to improve and look more like a real game mm-hmm. it was like the elevator pitch open world pokemon game yeah. it wasn't like a slice of the game you know so like your motivations as a character and your purpose for being there wasn't explicitly there and that's going to come in time yeah i think that um they uh oh, i just lost my thought it just went away <laughs> Oh, people are going to be looking at this and saying open world and they're going to make sure that they don't want like a big empty open world because I think that's people's mm-hmm. thought when they hear open world is they think, well, what is there to do here? Um, and it did seem a little bit empty looking at the trailer. Well, very but I think this was what you said, Donnie, an elevator pitch. I think, I mean, it's a, their estimate for when it's going to release is still a whole calendar year away. So there's a lot of time to work on this. Um, and you're right. It probably won't even meet that. An open point. world game development like all right so everybody called it pokemon breath of the wild and then it's very fair like there's obvious mm-hmm. you know from a scenery perspective easter eggs and things that they're doing so those types of games take a long time to make a yeah. year is not a lot of time no it's in a not. big open world game <laughs> you know even like a dragon quest or a breath of the wild or something like a skyrim like a year goes by extremely fast so based on what they showed me and thinking that it's an open world game even if it's like a hub open world where you like, you know, load screen into an area and like can walk around it and then load screen into the next area, they're still a bit of ways off uh, from what they showed. Now, maybe what they showed is old. You know, maybe what they That's showed. That's what is from I was thinking year. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, I, the idea that it is out early twenty two, I think, is far fetched, unless they have a big support studio helping them that we don't know about. I want to know more about the like premise of it we saw the art mm-hmm. of the old pokeball style um mm-hmm. I, my i mean and i've been writing about this for 20 minutes all week um my immediate thought is if we don't have trainers to battle that we could see of any sort we're not earning any money this is kind of like ancient or like medieval pokemon world Sinnoh are we going to be crafting these Pokeballs? Do HMs yeah. and DMs exist yet? Are we going to be kind of 
going. That's where I was going kind of with the town, like your mm-hmm. camp. Like you have to be collecting and like upgrading and like opening up shops and completing see, trade I quests and things like collecting that. Collecting materials, even like crafting mm-hmm. these things. Maybe you make a raft or something to go across. Or get like certain trade quests that you get yeah. if you go to another town or something like that. Like there's got to be something else to this be- besides what they show. Definitely more interactivity. I remember actually reading um kind of like an old lore like kind of guidebook or whatever and i remember the professor ash or an oak or whatever used to be a trainer in kanto and they were catching pokemon with acorns and so i don't know if it's gonna be more like this acorn nut like thing that we're gonna have to craft you know these these pokeballs out of um i would love a lot more interactivity with npcs as well i feel like in every pokemon game and npc is Mm -hmm. nothing to me it's just a wall of text that I'm kind of reading. And of course, they'll, they'll have something to say related to that person. But it's not, it's just like giving you an HM, giving you a TM or, or an item. Nothing really of substance. So maybe if they have more substance with NPCs, I would, I would definitely love that. And that's here. the detail that these open world games take a long time to design. Exactly. Michael, yeah. what else yeah. do you want to see in it? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I am excited that it wasn't a Generation 9 announcement. I think this mm-hmm. is a cool thing that they're trying to do. Uh, it looks promising, like we, we've said many times, it needs work. But no, this is, imagine this being a really cool thing, a success. And then whenever Generation 9 does eventually come out, how exciting will that be? What will they take from this and move there and mm-hmm. The first thing that looked like first thing I posted in the discord when I saw this while it was live was once you lift the veil on something like this, it's going to be real hard to go back. If this hits in a major way, watch out because I could change the franchise for a long way because it'd be really hard for people to be like, yeah, I want to go back to that over the shoulder, like old RPG, like when I have this open world thing. And I'm a little hesitant to, I think the people, when you open yourself up, for a Breath of the Wild comparisons, I'm almost thinking like you're almost setting yourself up for failure from the start. Like I'm yeah. I'm real concerned by them going and kind of soliciting that comparison because they did it in their own trailer. Like they're the camera shots there and like no they joke. are explicitly going for that. And it's like, guys, you are setting an expectation that like I just hope you are aware of the expectation that you're leading people to expect because that's going to come back the other way if you don't meet that expectation. You're talking about um critically one of the best received games of all time and something that we ourselves have talked about often is jam-packed full of systems and things to do and all like it it kind of set a new standard for that type of game so when you open yourself up to that comparison it's like oh boy what if it is a very simpler pokemon concept little open area game it's like that is not going to make people people are not going to land as much yeah yeah so i'm 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 a little concerned just projecting like what it could be based off what they showed. I, I have a little hesitancy, but we'll see, I guess, you know, there's a long, this game needs a lot more development. A lot more time work. And, yeah. It needs, it needs a lot more before we can really come away with any sort of judgments. Mm-hmm. I think we have to realize also game freak. Um, th- I mean, they're known other than Pokemon to make experimental ti- titles. Yeah. But they haven't exactly landed as as much as Pokemon. Yeah, and that's why they always go back to Pokemon and <laughs> and stick to that formula. So to see an experimental title with Pokemon, you're you're playing with fire when you're. Anybody play to, that uh that Switch what? game from Game Freak? Little big yeah. plant town, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it was rough. Big little I, town or whatever. 
Yeah, Big Little Town or something like that. <laughs> Wasn't that the name? That, of that one was rough. Little Town Hero. There you go. Yeah, Card Jockey was pretty good, but it's a card game. And it's just a simple little game on 3DS. So I, we haven't seen Game Freak doing something like this. I So my expectation's not high right now with an open world game. But I, I'm glad they're taking their first step out. I want to see more. That I that I agree with 100%. They make so much money. We talked about the Sword and Shield. They just rake in so much money with Pokemon. It's like, why don't you have a lot more animations in the battle scenes? And like, why don't you show like a level of polish that I think Pokemon fans deserve? They obviously uh, support the franchise enough that you could afford to do so. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a, a nod in that direction. It's like, all right, let's let's step out of our comfort zone and let's actually try to reach for that brass ring and do something mm-hmm. really, really cool. So I wish them the best. And I, and I, and look, I, I, I said this to Rebecca in our, in our little DM throughout the week. Jack is so excited. <laughs> like between the <laughs> Nintendo direct and this, he's been walking around all week. Uh, Mike, I'm sorry. Jack is my 10 year old son and he's my Pokemon trainer and everything. And he's walking around the house and he's like, dad, dad, listen to me. They're going to have Zelda ports, new Pokemon remakes, Breath of the Wild 2, Splatoon 3, Open World Pokemon. What's what's PlayStation going to do for that? Like, he's <laughs> projecting it out, like, in console wars oh in his gosh. head, like, three years in advance. He's like, this is, like, the greatest year ever for video games, Dad. Like, he is so over the moon, largely off of this game. Like, he pops this kid. so hard. I mean, yeah, yeah. Keep telling I love it. Chip off the old block, right? Yeah. How excited he is. He's talking about like how can people compete? <laughs> That's the best part. What's Xbox gonna do, Dad? <laughs> so very, very excited. Um before we get into chat questions, mm-hmm. I did want to take just a brief, a brief couple minutes here. Are you guys watching uh playing with power a Nintendo story? Remember I no, mentioned I'm this not. documentary about a month ago? Yeah. I remember that, but it's I haven't out started. this week over on Crackle. I I've been following it, which is why I mentioned it. Um, I think about a month ago on the podcast. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I'm learning so much stuff that I didn't know, which is really weird because last week, like some of the video game blogs that I follow, started releasing reviews for it, and they really trashed it. Kind of like they oh, really? really hate it. They don't like it at all. And some of the common feedback that I saw from it was that it's a lot of like old information and things like that, which I'm sure it is. If you know everything there is about Nintendo, I don't. And I am learning all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like Nintendo tried to be a rice company and they tried to do like news broadcasting and they had Nintendo love hotels in Japan. for. They a did have love you hotels. Know, it was like stuff like that. Um, it's honestly, so this is a new thing that's been going around. What? Like the last decade where we got King of Kong as a PlayStation one indie game, the movie, like we get these documentaries. Mm-hmm. This is the definitive like video game documentary told through a Nintendo lens, but it's not just Nintendo. There are extreme deep dives on the rise and prominence of PlayStation on Xbox entering the market. And and it's all told like how these events impacted Nintendo. And it's a really great documentary in the sense that it they don't they don't hold punches. They really show Nintendo and it's like its best and its worst. I didn't yeah. realize back in the arcade days how many games Nintendo just ripped off from other people. Yeah, I, I wasn't alive in the early '80s and stuff. Like, I didn't know that. But they they literally just copied people's games and resold them. The same game. I didn't know that at all. And they go through like all the legal battles and all the things they do. Um, I, a few takeaways that I do have, just to give some of my own review. I thought they were really dismissive of the N64 generation, and I think mm. it's just my personal thing because to me that console is really special. 
and they really kind of treat it like it was like a like a blunder and i think it's just because of the success of the playstation 2 um and they just trash the wii u boy if you're a wii u fan <laughs> do not like they just destroy Go it ahead. for about 17 minutes um so there is that but it's a really really deep dive on the architecture and the stories and everything i didn't um so like obviously i know who miyamoto is and i know that you know he created these games i didn't know that he created donkey kong just because he's like he was making art for the arcade cabinets mm-hmm. and all of their developers were busy. So they were like, Hey, make a game. And he just makes Donkey Kong and saves the company. Like what the hell? What a hail Mary attempt is this? Like your artist It's just like the dude that's drawing on the side of the cabinet. You're like, Hey, make video game. <laughs> and he just makes Donkey Kong saves the whole company. It's really, it's, it's five episodes. It's about five hours. It's on crackle. What? What is that? And, the, and Crackle's yeah, free. This is what yeah. you said to me the last when I brought it the first time. You said, what's Crackle? Of course Crackle's an app that you can download. You don't have to sign up for an account. It is free. Mm. Yeah. There's How nothing is- stopping you from watching. You put it on your ads, Roku. You watch it on your computer. I'm sorry? There's lots of ads then. There are ads. Like every five, ten minutes, there's there's a little ad break that you've got to go through. Um, crackle. One of the things that I did see that people didn't like about it is they called it a little like a little long in the tooth. And I would agree with that they really do kind of really dive into some stuff and they have like these really cool long moments where they show you like these collector items or these prototypes or like mm. these drawings of systems and things like that. And I think that's awesome. Like I like that stuff. There were so many things that I didn't even know existed, like uh the duck hunt light gun, right? was like a like that all came from like this wild wild western light gun game that they made on like this arcade machine from this this stuff i'd never seen before so for me i was digging it i did reach out to the director on twitter asking if they're going to make a box copy i was like hey can i like buy this for my shelf one day and he wrote really long like 140 characters maybe with like an emoji so maybe it's going to come out you can actually purchase it but uh i can't recommend enough we've had a really fun time all week long kind of watching it and it's a really great way of reminiscing so much of like this documentary stuff like with console wars and high score on netflix and things that has really focused on nintendo and sega Mm -hmm. right they they do that and there is like 30 minutes where they do that but they spend so much more time on everything else just like the the ingenuity of like the wii and the 64 and it really i think rebecca the one thing you'll love is they really hit home from the beginning of the company like hanafuda from the 1920s whatever until the switch they really hammer home like how nintendo uses existing technology and things we already have and they put a nintendo spin on it with their ip and their stuff and they sell it you know like the game of watches coming from calculators and stuff like that they really take a deep dive on that stuff and like kind of where these ideas come from and how nintendo spends it And there's a lot of interviews with former employees and things like that i i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it a lot of fun i think you should i'm for sure check that out Rebecca, uh, let's get at least the first two questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Soundscape wants to know, man, the Switch anniversary is coming. Well, the Switch anniversary is was yesterday, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, four years. Do you guys get the feels when you think about your experience at launch? Has the nostalgia feeling hit yet? Michael, what was your experience? I don't know if I'd say nostalgia just yet, but but what a day. What a great mm-hmm. day. Do you what remember a, everything about that day? I remember the the pain and then the excitement because I ordered off Amazon and you're just waiting and it can come at 
you know, eight in the morning. It, it can show up at three in the afternoon. You just don't know. It's not telling you. You're reading online how people, oh, it's been delayed a week. My Amazon order, it's, it's not coming today. And it, it did. It did show up on day one. Actually, I think around two, three o'clock. And I think I just played Zelda until like <laughs> May. maybe some food breaks, a bra- bathroom break here and there. But did you sleep? Like one in the morning. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I did stop. Mike, but, uh, did you play any other games on release day except for Breath of the Wild? Nope. I didn't care at all. I had one game to play <laughs> and that didn't bother me at all. Nice. Nice. I mean, it's a perfect launch game. Yeah, I um, I do get the feels. I feel like it's insane that it's been four years. Like that has flown by. I feel like it was just could have been last year, really. Um, I think you know it's undeniable now how well the Switch has done and the massive library of games that it has now. I think a lot of us were very nervous when it came out that it was just mm-hmm. another Wii U thing again. I think I was more confident about it, but you never know. So yep. I do. I do get the feels. I got the I, uh, feels yesterday because I started digging into old photos from then. Yeah. That I hadn't seen in years. And I was posting photos of me and my kids playing, of Jack playing. And here's the thing about kids. You talk about feeling nostalgic. Four years is a lifetime for a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old. You're talking about my kids were sure. 10 and 6 mm-hmm. versus 10 and 14 now. Jack looked like a little kid and sounded like one too. And Victoria was like just this little, you know, like – middle schooler you know like just thing and now she's like full-blown teenager woman you know it's just like oh (laughs) she's all into tiktok and vines you're not cool anymore like she wasn't that she was super cute and i've got all these videos and things that are like just stuck in time and i shared this one picture i have this one picture of jack uh playing zelda breath of the wild the day we got it um at night just sitting in front of the tv with his amiibo uh, he has just Mebo all around mm-hmm. him sitting on the floor and he's just playing it. And he loved that game and he played that game for two years. Like basically once we got it, um, it took him a really long time to beat it. But like that game and the switch launch really kicked off his love affair with Zelda and, uh, and Nintendo overall, I think for, for him, switch is his system in the ways that we think of like our first system, like super Nintendo or a 64, yeah. you know, like for him, the switch is that system. It's a system that he got first day and played the first thing. And, you know, like grew up with has come to know games with the system in hand. So, um, I do feel that I do get the feels crazy. That was the time I met Caroline. I drove 90 minutes to get it in the middle of the night, 90 mm. minutes back, stayed up all night long playing. Um, man, PSVG didn't start, you know, maybe a year and a half earlier than that. We were doing the NX and everything leading up to the Switch launches. We covered a launch. That was its own thing. So I definitely get the feels. I have a little story with the Switch. Um, So I did get it not on day one. I got it like later in March. Um, Initially, what I was doing, like in the beginning, like when I I knew the Switch was coming, it looked, it seemed too good to be true in my eyes because I I only had the 3DS. I never, I didn't get a Wii U. And so I wasn't a home console guy, but this looked too good to be true to me. Um, I promised myself, I was like, okay, I'm not going to get any new games because I have so many games already and in the backlog and everything. And then I see people playing Breath of the Wild. And then I see games going out and like, like coming out for the Switch and seeing on handheld and on screen. I'm like, I need to get this. Uh, where is yeah. the next available Switch at GameStop? And I, I actually made a bet <laughs> with my friend. 
um, that I was going to not buy any games. But then I just bought the Switch and then I broke my bet. And so I had to pay him 60 bucks <laughs> along with paying for um, a Switch. I was totally fine with. Um, and I played the mess out of Breath of the Wild. Um, and then I also got like some early games I'm thinking I, I, I got. Was, was it Isaac? The, the Binding of Isaac, Binding of Isaac is Most. another one I got physically. And then I actually uh, bought really early Thumper, which is a great rhythm game. I, oh, I didn't I, like that one. You didn't like that one as much? I, I think it's really cool. It's really in-depth. Um, but yeah, it's it. I can't believe it's been four years. Yeah. It still feels, Switch feels new to me still. Isn't that weird? To mm-hmm. I, I, Do you guys feel that too? Like it's not old. Do you think that's because of the other consoles and how... Nintendo kind of messed up the whole schedule here. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's a good point. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, they just launched. So this entire time of the Switch, it felt like the Switch kind of had its own space for a couple of years where it was the new thing until now. Mm-hmm. And here we are. They're about to release a new, new thing. So they'll kind of refresh and keep it going. Um, Soundscape, you know, one of the things he brought up in the chat that I didn't put down here is coming off the Wii U, how he felt, because I absolutely agreed with him. The Wii U is so starved for content. That I was just like hawking Nintendo life for like the next great indie game that I could play on the console because you just felt like you just didn't have enough, right? You're like, you get like a game or two a month. And the Switch has so many thousands of games that come out every week. It's like a, it's a night and day difference. You know, he asked us like our most, you know, surprise and disappointing games from that first year. So um, I didn't look it up. So I don't remember all the the years, but I feel pretty close. Uh, Graceful Explosion Machine. Yeah, that, that that's was the another, first year. Right? Yeah, that was the first year. That was very early. It's like a twin sticks, uh, not quite twin sticks, but like, yeah, like was, a twin sticks shooter. Was it Goner thing. was right next to it. I remember seeing that in Goner. Graceful Explosion Machine was a, a lot of fun because at first, like the launch lineup was super light. So like some of these indies that were coming early got a lot of spotlight on them. Yeah, I remember, uh, shined really bright. Nobody mm-hmm. brought up Snipper Clips. Snipper was, Clips? Snipper I, Clips, I like that, Mr. Yeah. Shifty. Um, Mr. Obviously, Shifty, yeah one two switch which sells still for like a really high price um golf story in year one i yeah i was so. in year one yeah valley was year one yeah good and that's a good one and on the big miss my biggest miss is snake pass i absolutely hate that game and the entire internet like adored that game the day it came out and everybody was talking about how great it was and they had like i remember greg miller was on stream talking about it. he was playing he was like it's amazing i was like i'm gonna have to get this game got it no did no. not like Snake Pass at all. Was so upset that I bought into the hype. Should have waited. <laughs> that and Bomber, uh, Super Bomberman. Oh, I got that and returned it. I never returned games. <laughs> didn't, didn't touch those. It was games. not good. That was back when we were doing reviews. I think I gave Super Bomberman like a forty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, this is not good. But it didn't matter because you just had Breath of the Wild. And that's really all that mattered. Was Arms your one? Yeah, Arms was your. Year one, Dude. okay. It came out. It came out. Arms was pretty cool. Oh. I played Arms for a good like three weeks before it started to taper off. But I, I actually Mario Kart came out shortly after launch. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mario Kart, of course. Yeah, and Odyssey by the end of the year too. Actually, yeah. Yep. Huh. That's a pretty good first year. It's incredible yep. year. Rocket League. That's the. <laughs> 
part of my issues, and I was, I mean, you guys should have saw me earlier when I was watching this documentary. They were killing the Wii U. They just went on and on about the name, and you guys have heard me before. And I was just like, it wasn't the name. They're so stupid. It was the lineup. Like the difference between the Wii U and the Switch is that the Wii U didn't launch with Breath of the Wild, have a Mario game and all this for like 18 months. They didn't have software. Right? They, they launched a new Super Mario Bros. U, and that was it. Yeah, I remember <laughs> like that. Late year two. You know, it's like, Software matters, and I think throughout Nintendo's history, that's proven. People will buy Nintendo hardware if it launches with a game that they want to play. That's necessary. You can't just launch something out of the gate with nothing, or you've got to make up ground. They made up ground with the 3DS. They didn't make up ground with the Wii U. I didn't get a Wii U at launch. I got it for Christmas like the next year, and to be quite honest, I didn't even want it right away. I was Whoa. waiting for new Zelda, which yeah. Never- they had that demo and everything. Like, yeah, could you imagine? I'm not saying it would be what the Switch is. The Switch by itself, the concept is great. I'm not. That's not the point I'm trying to make. But if the Switch launched with Breath of the Wild, totally different story. It's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, is this Soundscape's second question? Oh, it just yeah. Do you, you have any other surprises or disappointments in your year one? Um. Disappointments. <sighs> I can't be negative all the time, but I will say I think my first Joy-Con drift issue started in f- the first year. So really, wow, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, yeah, it's not good stuff. No good. I think you, I think the Bomberman was the one that I, the only one that I returned. Um, did you want to go through any of these milestones that you wrote down? Oh yeah, we can. Um, so year to date, Switch has sold seventy nine point eight seven million units. Total software over 532 million copies of games. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe over 33 million. Animal Crossing New Horizons over 31 million. Mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate almost 23 million. Zelda Breath of the Wild over 20 million copies sold. 21 and almost a half million copies. That is insane territory for a Zelda game. Like that is a yeah. lot of copies for a Zelda game. Like we all love Zelda, especially like the Shack Trio here. We are Zelda fans. But even we acknowledge that like Zelda doesn't Zelda's not Mario Kart. <laughs> like in terms of the sales, there was a big differentiator there for a Zelda game to go over 20 million plus copies. That is a big deal. Very, very, very big deal. And it keeps keeps trugging along. Yeah. That's why we're here. getting a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably a good spot for the questions. I think the rest of them are not very relevant to what we were talking about. No, no, I agree. So uh, with that, we're going to say goodbye to to Michael. Thank you so much for jumping on this episode, man, and breaking down the Pokemon stuff. We love having you. Um, but yeah, one more time, let people know where they can find you, where they can follow your stuff, all that jazz. Sure. So, okay. So I have this really funky username that I use everywhere. It's Super Zambezi. Z-A-M-B-E-Z-I-N. <laughs> With super at the start. So that's on Twitter and <laughs> and Twitch. I do a lot of Twitch streaming now. I do cool. it three times out of the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, highlights include world modeling, 3D creating levels for Banjo-Kazooie. It's kind of cool. Interesting. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, you got to find something interesting to do. And, and a whole bunch of other stuff. I won't spend time on it. But I stream on Twitch. I would love to see some people there from here that'd be great um but thank you for for having me here this was this was was a lot of fun 
glad to have a place to talk about Pokemon again. And yeah, man, podcasts are so cool. Uh, this is great. Thank you for having me. Thank Absolutely, you. Man. Thank you very much. We try to keep it lighthearted and fun. And, you know, we jab and tease and make fun of each other. We want everybody to have a good time while you're listening. I want to be as fun to listen to the show as it is while we record it. So thank you very, very much. And we'll have to have you back. We'll have to have you back again. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Bye.